This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I forgot I gotta hit this. I gotta hit that. Hey, Rex. Yeah, 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 yeah. We got him screaming D-Lo, KC, D-Lo, KC, D-Lo, KC, D-Lo. We got him screaming D-Lo, KC, D-Lo, KC, D-Lo. Let's go, Young City. Let's go, De'Aaron Fox. Let's go, let's go, baby. D5. The Sacramento D5. Kings got two all-stars. Yes, sir. Let's go, let's go. Welcome into the Friday, February 10th edition of D'Lo and KC. I'm Damian Barlow. Acknowledge me. He's Kenny Caraway. Yes, sir. Acknowledge me. And we are headed out to Monty McNair's press conference uh, coming up here in just a couple of minutes, as soon as Monty McNair takes the podium, uh, we'll go to Monty McNair. Uh, you'll be able to watch it on the live stream. You'll be able to hear it on the radio if you're on the Odyssey app, if you're on 98.5 FM uh, HD2. If you uh, are watching, listening, wherever you are, uh, we appreciate you so much uh, for being with us. We appreciate you allowing us to be a part of your Kings coverage. Uh, as we mentioned, uh, De'Aaron Fox named uh, to the All-Star team today. One of three reserves uh, that got added to the squad, Anthony Edwards, Ant-Man, on his yeah. way to the All-Star game, uh, as is Pascal Siakam. So two names that uh, a lot of people thought, hmm, they missed out, huh? Well, they didn't mass- miss out now. Uh, Siakam, Anthony Edwards, and our guy De'Aaron Fox is in, and the Sacramento Kings have two All-Stars. That's what I'm talking about right there. That's what I'm talking about. Hey, where's Stringer at? We're stringer and we got two all stars. I want on, you man. to put the word out there that we back up. Understand me? We back up. We back up. Come it's on, a big man. deal, man. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a big deal. I, Absolutely. I, I, off the top of my head, Denver doesn't have two all stars. No. Memphis doesn't have two all stars. They do. They shouldn't. Oh, they, they do. do. I'm sorry. They <laughs> do. They shouldn't. I, I, Let's just be real. Okay. You're. I, it's my bad. I, I'm not even gonna say anything. They have two all stars. Mm. They do, uh, Ja, Ja, and JJJ. That's that's. I'm gonna I'm gonna, hey, I'm gonna need to be reminded look, about that for a long, long time. And, and I'm gonna just I'm gonna just say since since De'Aaron got in there, however he got in there, I'm ain't, I ain't gonna say nothing about JJJ. Jaren can have it. Yep. Congratulations, Jaren. Jaren can have it. Um, L. A. The Clippers, the oh, Lakers, yeah, yeah. Phoenix Suns. That's crazy. So them and the them, Sacramento so Kings have two all stars. In the Western Conference, uh, all star, all star team. Technically, the Mavericks do. Technically, they do. Techni- right? I mean, yeah. I mean, right? They yeah, do. Yeah. They, they, they do. Yeah. Uh, Luka Doncic is back tonight. Boy, the oh, eyes of the go. NBA world. Let's go. The eyes of the NBA world are going to be on the Golden One Center tonight. I'm getting charged up. I'm getting charged up. I, I want this one. No doubt. I want this one. Yes, I'll indeed. tell you. Look, man. I don't like the Lakers. I hate the Lakers. Oh, don't get it twisted. Yeah, no but doubt. Where that for sure. where that clip came from? Okay, Lake Show that trash clip. I'll tell you this: mm-hmm. if Carmelo would have signed with the uh, Mavericks, I wouldn't have been saying that. You see how I feel about Kyrie, my my guy on the court. Him feeling about the Mavericks, I hate the Mavericks. All right. So I want all the smoke. I want the Mavericks tonight, tomorrow night, and I want them in the playoffs. Okay, well you're gonna get them tonight. You're 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 gonna get them tomorrow, and you're gonna get. We're going to see 
for the very first time, uh, this new Dallas Mavericks team. Well, I mean, I'm seeing reports. I thought we were. Now they're saying Luka's out. They they literally just said Luka was available. I, I, I know. I, I, I saw the same thing. Luca talked to reporters after that report came out and said he still has discomfort in his heel, so he's going to try and play. He hopes to play tomorrow. Mm. Who was that? Was that Shams? <laughs> that was Shams. That was Shams who said it earlier this morning. Well, how 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 much time is on the dump button? Can we just erase the first four <laughs> minutes of this? Like we don't have to erase erase oh. my hate for the Mavericks. I still don't like them. What was Kyrie? I hate it had to be you because we about to do work tonight. What was the real bad Shams tweet from you remember you remember what it was? It was the big three one, right? Oh, that the big three was disappearing. <laughs> was it there was that, right? Like something the big like that. Like they were going under or something like that. Like Ice Cube was broke. <laughs> oh yeah. That's right. Oh That's Shams. Right. Shams uh I saw stats yesterday. Shams lost to Woj. Woj whooped his ass. Well, it was closer than that. I think Woj whooped his ass. It was eleven to ten. The best part was though, Pat Bev tweeting about Woj and then Shams tweets the news that Pat Pev has been traded to Orlando. (laughs) (laughs) That was marvelous. That was beautiful. Uh, 11-10 trade news broken. This trade deadline, Woj beat Shams. Well, you are a rock star. Oh, well, thank, thank you. you. That's that's just, okay, let's pipe down a little bit there. We don't need to be hearing this, Adam. I'm We're also excited to welcome Kessler Edwards to Sacramento, a player we've been tracking uh, back all the way to his college days. Young, athletic. By the um, way, Monty McNair press big conference Big wing, extremely Jesus. versatile. Uh, we're certainly looking forward to getting him into our system and, and seeing what he can do. Um, but at the end of the day, we, we, as always, did our due diligence and vetted, um, vetted the market. Uh, ultimately, uh, just made the one move. But, um, you know, we, we want to make sure that we're uh, letting this group and the continuity that, they, that they've shown continue to uh, shine through for the rest of the year. So uh, we know the job, as always, never done. Uh, we're confident in the team we built. And um, we'll, with that, I'll take questions. Started pretty abruptly, obviously. Monty McNair, Sacramento Kings general manager. What's up, sir? Um, when you look at when you went into Thursday, did you have it in your mind that, uh, that you guys were probably going to leave things as is, or did you feel like some more things could have uh, potentially fallen through for you? The, the whole week is is intense, and um, so no, we certainly went in, um, you know, with uh, with our normal mindset and uh, had lots of conversations uh, the entire week, all the way up till uh, the final buzzer. And, um, you know, it just this year uh, we ended up doing doing less than maybe we've done in the past. But, um, you know, like I said, our, our one of one of the things we wanted to do was be protective of that group. And so, um, you know, ultimately we, we explored a bunch of things, but none none met that threshold. I know being reactionary is never ideal, but seeing all the moves that were happening in the West, did that factor into your calculus at all? I think uh I would say high level no. You know, we our group we do a great job of preparing heading into the deadline, just like we do during the draft, um, so that we know what our value is. Obviously, as things change uh, with our competitors, that can change that calculus. But we also don't want to be reactionary just to be reactionary. We'll never do that. Um, but um, we the, the West is always tough. Um, I've been in the West now for 16 seasons, and this is no different. Um, we think we're in a really good spot, but we know we got. 28 games left, and we're going to have to go and and uh, fight it out with some really good teams. But we're also confident in the group that has done that already for for 54 games. So, um, you know, we're we're all confident, um, and most importantly, the players are confident. Yeah, money defensively, you guys have not been great all season. You're still in the bottom, like six in the league. Um, is that something that you just felt like you couldn't address at the deadline without messing with the core of the team? I think defensively, uh, look, we know we need to be better. Um, I would say we need to be better offensively, too, and I think we can on both sides. Um, we certainly struggled at the start of the year. I think we've been better, um, you know, kind of in this middle part of the season. Uh, but we know we're going to need to be even better, especially with with, uh, with what our schedule looks like go, going forward. But um, we think the, the guys here have already shown the ability to do it. We need to be a little more consistent. But Mike and his staff have done a, a great job. And uh, I think we're, you know, we're 19th or 20th since December 1st. So better, but not certainly not good enough. Um, but, 
I think there's been some some signs of improvement. We want to see that continue while our offense continues to to be where it's at in the top two to three of the league. Monte, you talked about wanting to let this group continue to gel. How much does it come into play, and how much do you worry about not wanting to impact negatively a locker room or team chemistry or team camaraderie and not wanting to break up something like that when making any kind of move? Yeah, I think it's it's part of the calculus, and um, you know we've we've turned over over half our roster in the last in the last year. So there's there's been a lot of change. We got a new coaching staff, and we said I think at the beginning of the year um, we don't know exactly what it's going to be, and we want to sit and evaluate and see what's see what's going to happen. And obviously, there's been some ups and downs. We started zero and four. We 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 really busted out after that. We've 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 fought through some tougher times, but um, I think consistently. This team has shown that they will answer the challenge, continue to improve. Um, so that doesn't mean that we didn't explore other things because there could be those things. But we have to balance doing a move against the continuity, and just ultimately, um, you know, none of those came came past that point. Money, how, how do you weigh the differences between evaluating your team in November, December, January versus post All Star break and potentially a playoff run? Like, are you still? in that evaluation mode of like, I want to see how this group does in, in this situation? Yeah, I would say we're always always evaluating, but less less of an evaluation period. We're, we're much more confident for sure uh, now that we're, you know, at this point in the season. Um, but um, there, there's always going to be new challenges. Um, and yeah, our job's never done. It's, it's definitely a 12-month-a-year uh, kind of thing these days. Um, and, uh, you know, now, now our job is to to go and figure out how to get this group, um, you know, to continue to do what they've done and, and uh, you know, come out on, on top and meet our goal of, of making the playoffs here uh, by the end of the season. Hey, Monty. Um, you kind of addressed it, but entering the season, there were a lot of new changes and nobody really knew what this team was going to be. Um, I'm just curious, was there a point in the season or maybe a specific game where you realized that this team was special? That's a good. That's a good question. Uh, I would probably point to the Utah game at home. Um, we, if I'm going to get the sequence right, uh, we're down one. De'Aaron missed a couple shots. We got a couple offensive rebounds, and I believe every all five guys touched it. It was completely unselfish, uh, scrappy. Uh, we had. Uh, by the way, I'll get back to this, but our our second All Star. Uh, missed a couple shots, but then fought for the rebound. Uh, Harrison got it, kicked it to Keegan, who immediately uh, swung it to Kevin, who knocked down about a 30-footer, uh, and the place went crazy. But I think that just showed um, our guys aren't going to quit, um, and but they're also going to be unselfish. Uh, they're going to get get in the fight, and um, you know they're going to be confident that when the ball hits their hand, they're going to knock down the shot we need them to. So, uh, if I had to point to one, I'd point to that. That was that was special. Um, but you know, there's been a lot of moments along the way. Yeah, Monty. Throughout this decision making process, what was on your mind is what would make the end of this season a successful year? Uh, again, we we try. We know what our long term. You know, goal goals are certainly in the short term. We want to make the playoffs. Longer term, uh, we want to become a contending team in the West. Um, but our focus is what can we do tonight, tomorrow, and and forward. And that's what I think has gotten us to that point. And Mike um, has done a fantastic job of doing that. Um, you know, he if he's not the coach of the year at this point, I think uh, something's wrong. But to have our team where they are now. Um, I believe we have something like the most blowout wins and the fewest blowout losses. And I think that shows our guys get down, they fight back. And some nights we don't have it, but we're there trying to figure out a way. Um, there was maybe a Memphis game earlier this year where we just couldn't make a shot, but our defense held us in it. We, we almost pulled it out in the end. There's been other times where it's all clicking and, um, you know, teams have a hard time sticking with us on both ends. So. Um, you know, testament to to Mike and and what they've done. But um, I think if we continue that process, we're gonna we're gonna get to to where we need to get to, uh, not just this year, but going forward. Uh, do you anticipate looking at the buyout market at all to add depth, or do you think you're you're pretty much done with the roster? We're always trying to improve. Like I said, twelve month twelve month of your job, we'll continue to look at opportunities uh, that can that can help our team. But at the same time, um, not just our starting lineup, our depth has been great. Um, we've had 
10, 11, 12, 13 guys contribute. Um, and, uh, you know, shout out to our Stockton team, who uh, is first in the West right now. We've had uh, Keon Ellis and Mias Keita and others down there developing. So, you know, we're confident in our roster top to bottom. But, of course, if there's opportunities to, to continue to help that present, we'll, we'll look at those. Yeah, Monty, um, getting Domas into the All-Star game had to be a huge thing for you specifically because of the way that the Tyrese Halliburton trade was looked at. But how much does having Fox also there sort of validate everything that happened in that situation where you not only got one All-Star, but you got one that helped another guy get to the All-Star game as well? Yeah, certainly not about uh, not about me. Uh, that's about Domas and and what he's done for this team, and um, he's he's just been fantastic from from day one. And we run a ton of stuff through him on both ends. We rely on him heavily. Um, it's uh, it's it's a pleasure to watch him out there. Um, and then De'Aaron, who's you know been I guess the new award, whatever it is, the Jerry West Award. I mean, De'Aaron's been amazing down the stretch um, in in the clutch. Um, and, uh, I'm, I'm just so happy for Dier and I, I had all my remarks about how, you know, I believe we have two all-stars, even though it hasn't been recognized yet. I'm so happy it's been recognized. And, um, you know, those two guys, they're, they're the engines that make us go. And, um, you know, it's the, the pieces around them, uh, Harrison Barnes, who's, you know, certainly, I guess our, our quote unquote veteran leader, he's won a championship, uh, Kevin uh, Keegan coming in as a rookie, on and on. Davion, Malik, uh, Trey, Chemezi, Rashawn, you know, Terrence Davis. We we go on. These guys, I think, all feed off those two guys and uh, complement them very well. And um, you know, I'm I'm happy for the recognition that they've gotten. Look at all these accomplishments that you have along the way. You know, it's like the first time since so many years that you get different franchise leaders. You got two All Stars and so forth. Does this at all exceed maybe some of the expectations or thoughts that you might have had about this team before the season started? Has anything kind of um, surprised you or exceeded maybe some of the things that you thought this team could be? I think uh, you you know you, you, there's always some range of outcomes that can happen uh, at the start of the season, um, and uh, you know I think. Um, our group felt really good about what we'd put out there and the opportunities that um, that the team had to to grow. We got a coach in Mike who you know we felt could be the the perfect coach and has proven that for this group. Um, we had what we thought could be two all stars, which has proven out. Um, and uh, we, we certainly wanted to add a lot of shooting around those guys and, and guys who can play hard and, and you know, be two-way guys. So um, I think a lot of the things that we thought could happen and maybe some, of, some folks were more or less confident in, in those things happening, um, a lot of those have borne out, and we've seen that. Um, but we're only two-thirds of the way through the season. I don't think they hand out playoff bursts at this point. So uh, we got, you know, one-third of the season to go, and – um, you know, we have to continue to answer those challenges like we've done. It might not hand out playoff berths at this point in the season, but owners hand out contract extensions. How how happy were you to get that? And, and now how big is it for you to be on the same timeline as Mike Brown as well? Yeah, I'm, I'm, first of all, obviously, uh, thank Vivek and, um, you know, his support and everything along the way. And this is just, uh, you know, I'm very happy the next step in our uh, you know, in our relationship, my, my wife and, and kids were, you know, love Sacramento. So, uh, happy that we can, um, you know, continue to, to grow our family here. Um, but also, it, you know, mostly a testament to all the people that, uh, you know, help along the way. First and foremost, uh, you know, Wes Wilcox, who's here, he's run his own team. Uh, he should be running one, uh, very soon, if not, uh, should already have been there. Um, but Phil Jabor, who, you know, runs our entire personnel, uh, he's going to be next in line. Paul Johnson already running our, our G League team um, into first place. You know, I think there's going to be multiple folks in the very uh, near term that are, are uh, you know, I'm going to have to be negotiating with the future trade deadlines, and they'll know all my tricks and I'll know all theirs. But um, that group and the, and the rest of our front office, um, you know, is is uh, the reason for all that. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're happy about, you know, what we got going, what, we, what we're going to try to finish this year and now, you know, continue to go on uh, in future years. Monty, can, back to the trade deadline, can you share any insight on the current market value of second-round picks? I know you have a collection of them. We saw multiple deals with five 
second round picks being moved for for players. Just what is any insight that you can share on what that value is of a second rounder today? Hmm. Um, second rounders can be used in many different ways. Um, we've, we've drafted second rounders. We've, uh, traded them in, in different moves. Um, we have, uh, sent, sent a second rounder last year for a rights owned player. Um, so, you know, I think they're, they're a currency this year. There were a lot of teams trying to improve. Um, there's a ton of parity across the league. And, um, you know, that's a market, right? When there's more buyers and sellers, maybe that, that inflates some of those prices. But um, all those things are, are part of the portfolio, whether we, um, you know, use them, use them in pick and trade, um, you know, in other ways. You know, we, we're always balancing those things. But, um, you know, just part of our portfolio that we try to do to get this team to where we need to. Monty, this is obviously a fan base that hasn't seen the playoffs in, in 16 years. When you're operating at the trade deadline, how, how do you balance the idea of maybe pushing all your chips in to maybe make a move that's more uh, win now, so to speak, versus, like you said, wanting to contend for, for the long run and, and years to come? Yeah, um, we've said it from day one, but making the playoffs is is very important and um, and is our, our stated short-term goal. Um, at the same time, we're we're also um, making sure that we're that we're going to be here for a long time, and um, we're going to be in the playoffs. We're going to be competing. We're going to be growing. Um, but you know, we I would say um, we, we looked at moves that that may help us in the short term and tr- help solidify that. At the same time, what this group's done, um, you know, we have we have guys that uh, that have been in and out of the rotation that we think. Um, you know, can can help us. So I think we got we have a lot of depth um, already, and uh, guys that have proven they can help us. Um, so you know, we're we're happy about that group. And and like we said, the the, co- the the continuity of the group is something that we haven't had as much of. We've had a lot of turnover lately, and you know, now that we've had the the success there, we think that's that can be a big part of our stretch run as well. Yeah, Monty, heading into your setting, second contract in not too long, how do you feel like you've grown as an individual and a general manager since when you first took this job? I'm way less nervous at press conferences. Um, so, uh, which I don't know. I hope that's a good thing. Um, although the first press conference, there was no folks there with COVID, uh, so maybe that helped. But, um, no, I think we're – look, we've, we've had a lot of – of change in, in my time here. Um, and, uh, roster, uh, coaching staff, even, you know, front office performance staff, but we do feel like we're in a really good place. Um, I try to surround myself with really good people and, um, listen to them. And, uh, I think that's gotten to, gotten us to where we are. I'm going to continue to do that. And, uh, like I said, we're, we're going to, I hope the next step for us is, uh, a, the sign of a really good organization is when your folks continue to get, uh, bigger and better jobs elsewhere, and then the next challenge for us is going to be how to replace those folks and keep this thing going. But um, you know that's going to be a good problem to have, um, and uh, you know I'm just going to continue to to find people that that help me and um, you know make me look better. So, Monty, when you look at the group that you have now versus the years in the past, what sticks out to you the most on the reason you guys are having this recent success? I don't think it's any, any one thing. Um, and, uh, you know, it's sometimes it's hard to diagnose, you know, how all those things are, but really, I think it's the combination of, um, like I said, Mike, who should be coach of the year, the, the culture he's helping build, um, you know, the culture he's, he's really built and continues to, um, you know, new players joining old players. So we've had De'Aaron and Harrison and Rashawn here, uh, since I started by adding Domas and Kevin and and on and on down the line, um, those guys how they've complemented each other um, and uh, you know and just those guys building off off of the, each other's success and, and building that confidence that they can do it and I think every every game we play every win we have uh, continues to build that the the belief in that group is growing and um, you know I think it's it's not just one thing. Um, and it's it's the combination of all of them, and and again, that's a big reason that that we're uh, we're happy with with where the group is, and we're going to let them continue to grow here. So I'm trying to sneak in one last question. Who's late to the microphone? 
Hello. Uh, if I can sneak in really of quick, course, Harrison man. Barnes, uh, such an important part of this team going into an offseason where uh, the future is, is undecided. How do you weigh the decision of trying to maximize value at the trade deadline versus believing that you'll tackle that or cross that bridge when you come to it? Yeah, just say Harrison is obviously a huge part of what we're doing. Um, Harrison uh, can play multiple positions, multiple um, you know, guard different guard different guys. Uh, coach puts them on a lot. He's a huge part of our team, and um, you know, not just on the court but off the court. You know, with his championship pedigree, the ultimate professional. Um, you know, we, we all know the value Harrison has to us, and uh, we're ha- we're happy he's here. Sacramento Kings general manager right there, uh, Monty McNair. A much longer. Welcome to the Kings Beat podcast. I'm James Ham, Kings Insider for you. James, no, we don't, we don't, we don't need all that, James. Um, Much longer than I expected it to be. Yeah, Uh, he's holding court. He 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 absolutely was, and he actually said a couple of things. I mean, normally these press conferences are kind of a full of nothing and he 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 towed to the line a few times which should be of no surprise to any of us but he did say a couple of things that got my attention namely when he was asked about uh at, at what point did he think hey maybe we've got something here maybe this season is special and he referenced the Utah game mm-hmm. at home that was on December 30th I was on December 30th the Kings won that game by one point uh he laid out a sequence with uh De'Aaron Fox uh, getting some offensive rebounds. De'Aaron Fox finished that one uh, with 24. Kevin Herter had 30 in that one. DeMontis Sabonis uh, had 28, and they wound up winning that game by one point. Yeah, that and was that the game was, where Herter broke – well, not Herter, but the goal Mark to one Jones. center. The goal to one center broke the, uh, the microphone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Damn near. With, yeah. with that roar, that was yeah. that, that was a that yeah, was that was a, that, was a, that was a moment. Yeah, yeah, that that was absolutely uh, a moment, and it was fun to hear uh, Monty reference that he he sounded really confident, mm. and a lot of media and Kings fans, uh, you know, got around twelve oh one, twelve oh two yesterday, and were kind of just looking at their phones, willing to push notification to come through from Woj or Shams involving involving the Sacramento Kings. And, you know, everyone is going to have their opinion on that until the playoffs are here and the Sacramento Kings are playing a game. Mm-hmm. But it was clear, you know, we could have we could speculate on why moves weren't done yesterday. Mm-hmm. And we did that. Today it's clear why moves weren't made. And he is confident in this squad. He didn't sound dejected, frustrated, annoyed. He went into that press conference with a great level of confidence in the guys who wear Sacramento Kings jerseys. Yeah, straight up. Um, one of the things that I take away from from Monty McNair when he when he speaks and when you talk about stuff like the confidence he has in this group, even though at some point, you know, during his ten, early in his tenure, you know, maybe I was. Uh, critical money or wasn't sure whatever the case may be I'm confident that he knows what the hell he's doing Mm. he knows what he's doing he knows what his team needs he knows who his teams are and I kind of saw the same thing as you is you know he he feels good about this team period like if there was something that came across the table sure I'm looking at it if I'm Monty McNair and you know, I'm doing my due diligence and doing what I'm supposed to do. Then I'm weighing out the possibility of adding somebody into the fold, but not at all cost with this group. Yeah. And I think he deserves the benefit of the doubt. I, you know, we talk about Sabonis and Halliburton, but he made good trades before that. He made good deals before that. And nobody's 100%, but – you know, he was he was making moves the deadline before mm-hmm. that put this team in a position to possibly be successful and get into the play in and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Terrence he's, is a part of his first trade. Terrence deadline. is a part of that for sure. Yeah. He's good at what he does, man. He's he is he's a good GM so far in his tenure at least. Yeah. And I trust his decision making. That means if he's willing to make a deal or not. Uh, let's step out. We'll come back. Um, we'll talk more about what Monty McNair said. Uh, we'll talk about the game 
tonight. Uh, De'Aaron Fox is an all-star. Let's talk about that as well. Uh, we're just getting started. Phone lines are open for you, 916-909-1320. The Friday crew is here. Uh, Trista Crick live from the Super Bowl. Kyle Matson will be with us. James Hamm will be with us. That's all coming up here on Sacramento Sports Leader, ESPN 1320. D-Lo and Casey continues streaming live on the Odyssey app. Uh, I'm pretty sure we were having some fun with uh, some sound from De'Aaron Fox that James Hamm posted uh, during the commercial break. And I'm pretty sure uh, De'Aaron Fox broke the news that <laughs> Kevin Herter is a part of the three-point contest because <laughs> he was asked about being an all-star. And I'll say this for those who weren't watching, he genuinely looks like he doesn't care. Yeah, he, like he, like, All right, I don't on. know if it's the baby and the white or he, if he just genuinely just does not care <laughs> about being an all-star. He said he's appreciative and he's, he, he, he's thankful for what that means for the team. And he was asked about, you know, the, the the fact that he gets to go with Domas. He was like, yeah, you know, it's great. You know, Domas is there. Like, I don't think anybody has more people. I don't think a team has more people representing. Like, we got we got four guys going to the All-Star break. And Ham with the quick, uh, who's the fourth? Because <laughs> Keegan's going. Domas is going. De'Aaron's going. And he goes, Kevin Herter, the three-point contest. And Ham goes, he's in? And... <laughs> Fox's reaction is fantastic. <laughs> it's not Twitter. It's not uh, radio appropriate. So you can go to Twitter and see it or scroll back a few minutes uh, if you're watching on YouTube. But uh, his reaction is fantastic. And it appears Kevin Herter is going to be a part of the three point <laughs> contest uh, this All Star weekend. That's going to be lit, man. That's going to be lit. I, man, there, if they really wanted to get, you know, all Kingsy at All Star weekend, by the way, did you see one of the shirts for All Star weekend? Uh, I'm gonna have to change that, but um, mm. <laughs> Jesse, did you see that? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to change that. Oh, I, I missed it. <laughs> uh, they, they could throw Malik Monk in the dunk contest. Oh, absolutely. They could throw Monk in the dunk contest, especially with my man Shaden being out. Uh, Max McClung, he's gonna be in that dunk contest too. He might win it. Max McClung, he got, he got bounce, bounce. I'd love to see Malik. So yeah. all we're missing is HB. That's all we're missing, HB. <laughs> Harrison's like, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> HB could be. Part I'm of going the, uh, to chill, dog. I'm he, good. He could be part of the, uh, the, the. Uh, what, what's the what's the name of the game? The, um, not the skills one, but the the ball up. Is that what the name? The two ball. The two ball. That's that? what it's called. Remember, they'd get the the old retired. guy. Oh, that's what it's called. WNBA. It's called NBA. two ball. Yeah, it was called oh, two ball. I think that's dumb. I mean, a, but yeah, yeah, that was a good little shooting game so too. Who, by the way, okay, yeah, but who? We, I don't think they do. We that partner anymore, HB with what, like Tisha Pinachero? or yeah, Tisha or Yo or Kara or. So, well, Kara's busy. <laughs> Man, laying the smackdown, <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> Yo, <laughs> Mike Brown. Mike Brown about to call Carol Lawson and have they have her give uh, a defensive pep talk. Why they do them girls like that? They gave up single digit points in all four quarters. Oh, why they do them girls like that? It was twenty seven points. DC didn't bother nobody. They gave up twenty seven <laughs> points to that team. They spent the 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 night before at that that Celtics uh, yeah, Celtics Seventy Sixers uh, game. She was. Uh, I saw when she was saying what's up to Deuce. Everybody mm-hmm. loves Deuce. Deuce's mm-hmm. been around since he was born. Yeah. Yeah, light skin deuce. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think Malik Monk will be there. But other than that, NHB. Um, well, they got a spot to fill because your guy. Yeah, he's got to focus on the playoffs. <laughs> he can't do four dunks. He got to focus on. That's the wild. <laughs> like it's cool. It really is okay to go. I just don't want to do it. <laughs> I just I changed my mind. Like I was impulsive. I thought it would be fun. I don't want to do it. Y'all yeah. don't need me there. I I I need the time off. You could have said it. Focus on the playoffs. Just shade and stop it. You could have thrown. You could have thrown an injury out there. It'd be like ah, my knee's been bothering me. I can play through it, but I don't want to add anything necessarily he, to it. He literally picked the stupid stupidest <laughs> excuse. Right, focus on the playoffs. Yeah. Me, <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, like Dame Lillard's there all week. Doing, you know, uh, NBA cares and, you know, all the charity stuff. That's a long that, – that really is sneaky a long weekend for them dudes. It's it, not 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 necessarily – not not stalling out Shaden Sharp here, mm-hmm. but really speaking to De'Aaron and Domas, 
Like they've got work ahead of them. Like they're, they're they're thankfully their season, their first part of their season ends a little bit earlier than uh, some other guys do. Like that yeah. Thursday night game is the worst game yeah. to have if you're yeah. an all star because you got to get on a plane, you got to fly to the all star location, and you absolutely have responsibilities on Friday. Mm. Like they've got, you know, open practices to entertain fans. They've 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 got NBA care stuff that every single all star is a part of. Uh, they've got days full of events. Like they'll be at the three-point shootout in All-Star Saturday night uh, to rep for Kevin Herter, and then of course they got the game all day on Sunday. So they've got a busy. That All-Star weekend is really busy for those guys. The games are Milwaukee at Chicago. These are the Thursday nights. Thursday night games. Milwaukee, Chicago. Says Giannis um, and Drew. Washington and Minnesota. Demar. Man, he's gonna get on the plane afterwards. And uh, Clippers at Suns. Paul George That's and it. Paul George only. Yeah. Oh, only PG. Well, yeah, because I guess Kevin Durant probably won't be there, and then right. I'm sure he'll be at All Star. Well, who knows? I, have I mean, no he idea. look, he might be there, but he, uh, he hasn't been doing anything anyway. That's not going to be tiring for him. No, for for sure. But I, I'm I'm comf- I'm comfortable saying Phoenix would probably just prefer he be in Phoenix and he stay there. I don't think that's going to happen yeah. because it's it's Kevin Durant, yeah. and go I'm to, sure they're going to want him there. Go to Utah, Kevin Durant. Yeah, go to Utah. Go go take part in everything. Yeah. Help build the house, <laughs> clean up the streets, do the stuff that you why do. They, why do they always show that uh, picture of Kevin Durant when he was at Chase Center? When he, when he was at the construction of Chase Center, you seen that picture where he got the the shirt that barely go to his waist? He got he got, he just looks crazy. He got some. Uh, long socks on with some big construction boots. <laughs> I don't remember this picture. picture. Just you know what picture I'm talking about. They always got this picture. I'll find it. A KD man. <laughs> I don't know why they always bring it up, man. It's hilarious. Now I need to see it. KD <laughs> at Chase Center. <laughs> he always just standing there looking looking funny. <laughs> I I I I see him. I mean, I see some of these pictures. He, he just in Nike. He he is when he's wearing the green vest, the green vest and the boots and the and the. Uh, well, I can't. I, that's the thing. I can't get a shot of the boots. I can't. Somebody. It was just on my timeline a I, lot. I, like, I just see last that last week. Uh, I'll find it. I'll, I'll I'll get it to you. Ain't even that bad. But uh, yeah, KD. Oh wait a minute. Oh, I think I. I think I. <laughs> Well, I see the long it, – it looks like he just came from practice. That's what it looks like. <laughs> it looks like they strapped a helmet and a worker's vest on him straight from practice. Like, hey, go do a photo op at the new site. <laughs> That's exactly what it looks like. Why they got that? <laughs> well, send KD to Utah to help build a house or whatever, whatever they're doing for That's what made me think of it. He's going to be out there looking like that. <laughs> oh, KD a funny dude, man. He don't care. Son's lost last night. They did lose. So did the Lakers. And look, man, hey, they, they, they these teams might be really good with all the acquisitions they got. That's a loss, and that's one game closer to the end of the season. Simple as that. Countdown has begun. They got probably like, well, hell, everybody didn't play more games than the Kings. They probably got like 24 games left. Oh, no. Was that the shirt? <laughs> oh, this is a terrible idea. Who okayed this shirt? This is this this is this isn't real. There's no way this shirt is real. Absolutely not. I'm gonna put this shirt on the live stream. There's no hey, man, way this hey, shirt is hey, real. Look, look. Let's let's go ahead, take the break, put it on the live stream so they can check it out. That's a good way of reminding me we've got to go to commercial break. <laughs> There's no way that this is the All Star shirt. They got to do better. There's no way. We'll come back. We'll 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 show you what this shirt says. Uh, we'll talk about those games last night and the game tonight when we return here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN thirteen twenty. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. D-Lo and KC continues. Streaming live on the Odyssey app. All right. Happy to get settled back in uh, to the show. We shared the 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 alleged All-Star Game shirt. I do not believe that that is mm-hmm. the All-Star Game shirt. It's obviously in Salt Lake City, Utah. City? They forgot the city. That's why this is, it's not real. Like, y'all fall for anything. That, that is, there's no way that that passed NBA I, expect, I, inspection. I, I certainly hope not. Because it says SL, I guess Salt Lake, mm-hmm. apostrophe, and then the abbreviation for Utah. The spacing, though. And it's all clumped. Yeah. That's not real. The y'all spacing, fall for man, anything, the spacing, man. Y'all, y'all fall the for spacing anything. The spacing ain't there. Luckily, I was on the right side of history when I said Kevin Herter's uh, shots were real. Okay. Yeah, sure. Kevin Herter's shots were real. They were, man. Okay. That's great. <laughs> Shout out to De'Aaron Fox for breaking the news that uh, Kevin Herter's <laughs> on his way to the three-point contest. Uh, but I bet uh, De'Aaron Fox can't run numbers the way our man Will Z uh, does. Will Z wrote about the Kings uh, and the Mavericks uh, for ESPN1320.com. And it had to be fun to write about a team that the Kings haven't played yet. It is. Um, And it was kind of weird, too, because usually I look at kind of team stats first. And it's like, how do you write about a team that just had a major overhaul? Mm -hmm. Um, But it was kind of fun to look at and kind of and see how Kyrie fits into the Dallas system, which... Surprise is very well. You, one of the guys that you talked about um, for on the King side is Malik Monk. The way he's been playing the last seven mm-hmm. games, uh, 15 and a half points per game, 3.6 assists. He's shooting 54% from the field, 45% from beyond the arc, and he always makes his free throws. He seems to be – remember, we talked about a number of different times – you know, he goes through lows. That's why his averages are his averages. He goes through lows where, you know, it doesn't seem like he can find the bucket. No, he seems to be on one of those highs right now where he's cooking. He's absolutely cooking. Oh, so much. And it's – you can feel it almost, like, through the TV, his energy. Like, it's just so infectious. Um, it's fun to watch. And it's good because it it's not great that him and Herder seem to kind of take turns but it almost makes it okay when one of them goes cold. So with Herter being in his slump, uh, Herter shooting over the seven-game road trip, uh, 21% from three. But Monk being on such a heater kind of offsets that and allows the team to continue to succeed even when their top three-point shooter in Herter is shooting 20%. And you bring up threes, uh, Will. Um, I imagine we're going to see quite a bit of those uh, tonight because it looks like – it looks like that's a favorite of this Dallas Mavericks team. Yeah, they take 40.4 per game, which is third most in the league. And when I was saying how Kyrie fits perfectly into the Dallas system, Kyrie takes 8.7 per game, which is seventh most in the NBA. So it's almost like a match made in heaven where he can just go out there and take as many threes as he wants. Um, it'll be interesting to see if with Luka out um, – I mean, it's just so different to see Luca in versus Luca out and how Kyrie will differ based on that ability. Will Kyrie, when Luca's in, be more of a catch-and-shoot guy or will he still be kind of the pull-up guy? His averages are about the same on both, so it's just such a lethal offense from beyond the arc, potentially. Yeah, one of the, one of the great players uh, in the league and Kyrie Irving mm-hmm. added to that Dallas Mavericks team. They did lose two guys, though, that were good three-point shooters, right? Then when mm-hmm. you figure 
Kyrie makes up for that. But Finney Smith, the way he shot the corner three, that may be something that um, they may be missing when they talk about the three-point attack just a little bit. Yeah, and let me look up. I um, do some stats on the fly. For Dallas shooting the corner three, if I'm remembering right, they take a bunch. Uh, Yeah, they lead the league in corner three-point attempts. So 11.3. And Kyrie, he's not a corner three-point shooter, typically. Um, I don't have the numbers right in front of me, but usually players with the ball are more above-the-break three-point shooters. So it's a big gap that they'll have to fill in in that shot that they love to take so much. How different if, 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 and it appears to be a big if because like two hours ago we heard Luka was playing and then an hour ago we heard he wasn't. If Luka plays tomorrow, how different do you think the two games are? Or are they not different at all? I don't know. Um, That's a tough question. I could see, I mean, Tyree, I don't know. It's hard to say. I'm, I could make arguments for either way. Um, it's more one of those things where I'm just kind of waiting to see. Um, I know that's not a very good answer, but it'll just be interesting for two. <laughs> We're all waiting to see. <laughs> I know, the whole NBA world. One what, what of the um, things I would think is um, there might be, or there would have to be, um, other guys getting involved on the offensive end without mm-hmm. Luka being there. With Luka and Kyrie, the game probably offensively is going to be more dominated with Luka and Kyrie taking, I don't know, maybe 40 to 50 of the shots that Dallas gets um, on in any particular game. So I think this one it might be a little bit more of a balanced attack uh, for the Dallas Mavericks. And when Luka and Kyrie are there, I expect them both to score. And to do that, they're going to have to put up a lot of shot attempts. So you can maybe hone in a little bit on those two. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see because it wouldn't be surprising if they averaged 60 between them for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. But I think everyone's wondering, will the role players be able to pull in enough points where that's enough? Mm-hmm. Or will Kyrie and Luca have to do even more? I mean, 60 points between two people would be just phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and that's, I mean, and and I that's, don't think that's out of the question. That's what I thought about previewing this game with the Kings and thinking about their matchup with the Kings. I don't think they're a very good matchup for the Kings. Number one, they don't defend. So the Kings mm-hmm. should be able to get whatever shots they want to get. Uh, like you mentioned in, in in your piece, they're not a great rebounding team. So Sabonis should mm-hmm. dominate the boards. And to your point, like you said, all right, let's Luka and Kyrie go off for 60. With the Kings, you're going to have to find another 60 because it ain't about mm-hmm. just getting to 100. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to get to 115, 120, especially since you're not a good defensive team yourself. Do you have enough of the others that could get another 60 points. And that's what Luka and Kyrie going off. What if one mm-hmm. of them gets like 22? Yeah, exactly. Uh, and yeah, like you were saying with the rebounds, they don't have the offensive rebounding. Like the Rockets, not a good shooting team. So if they have an off night, they could still put themselves in good position. But if you can't grab offensive rebounds and you go cold, then it's pretty much over. Who you know? One thing that really stood out the other night, Will, was that was Kyrie was obviously very good for Dallas in his debut. It was a really balanced scoring effort. It felt like mm-hmm. everyone was in a groove. They had all five starters in double digits, and they were playing the Clippers, and they were playing the Clippers' pace of a game. Like the Clippers are a a defensive oriented team. They don't want to run up and down the floor. They want to play that game slow and, and, and Dallas was able to outlast them. And I think a lot of those guys watching that game back were able to get into a groove, get into a rhythm, kind of feel good about what they were doing while having Kyrie out there. I got to wonder how much that changes because it's like Kyrie, Luca, Kyrie, Luca, Kyrie, Luca. Well, how is Bullet going to get into a rhythm? How is Tim Hardaway going to get into a rhythm? It's mm-hmm. it, 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 what I'm worried about tonight is ball movement, ball movement, and everybody getting comfortable the way they did a couple of nights ago and feeling good about where they're at. Now tomorrow might be a different game with Luka Doncic in, might be, but if 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 they move the ball like they did a couple of nights ago in Kyrie's debut, 
Sacramento's going to have to step up defensively and 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 get some stops on on guys like Bullock and Hardaway and Josh Green and those guys. Yeah, and they rely so much on the like catch and shoot threes, where the Kings are just going to have to be locked in on their defensive rotations, which we've seen sometimes they do very well, sometimes they falter a little. Um, but I think we've seen it with a number kind of throughout the year. They do a really good job of limiting those wide open threes. And with a team like Dallas and that ball movement, I mean, Kyrie, he still averages this year 5.3 assists. He's not just a bucket. He can still dish it out. Mm-hmm. So even without Luka, the ball will probably be moving, like you were saying, Damian. And will the Kings be able to keep up with it? Maybe get some of those deflections that Mike Brown's been talking about and just get in the passing lanes a little bit more, knowing that ball's going to be moving. And nothing, nothing's impossible. Obviously, I'm not saying anything that. is possible. Anything is possible. I'm not. I'm not saying anything like that. To beat this Kings team, you know I've been consistent, Damian. Will you know I've been consistent? Beat this mm-hmm. Kings team. The strategy is to outscore them. If if you think all right, we ain't gonna play no defense and we got the offense to compete with them, you're gonna lose. They're gonna beat you because they score in so many different ways. They can score in the paint. They can, now they're making their free throws. Obviously, they're hitting three-pointers now. They get out in transition. The answer to them to beating the Kings is not outscoring them. Well, And that's where I mean. both teams have that similar, <laughs> when you look at the offensive and defensive ratings, they both have the same kind of structure. They're both high on offense, low on defense, but the Kings are the second-ranked offense, or Dallas is the eighth. So there's that gap where the Kings over the whole season have been I mean, six spots is a lot for rankings. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's, like you say, Kenny, it's very hard to outscore the Kings straight up. Great stuff as always, Will. It's going to be a a fun couple of days. Important games ahead. Looking forward to it. Appreciate you guys. Thanks, Will. Uh, Will Z, make sure you're following him uh, on Twitter. you see him on the broadcast. You see him everywhere, man. He's everywhere, that's, man. That's that's that's, that's Will's blowing Z. up, man. Kings need to just go on and hire that man. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.